Um, I was drinking, I was partying, I was in and out of jail. Um, And it wasn't until I went to jail for probably the third time that I actually started lifting and I guess doing any kind of exercise. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Interchange Podcast. Today I speak about how exercise helped me to turn my life around. A lot of you already know this, but I spent about four years in jail. And if it wasn't for having exercise, then I probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you guys today. So no matter where you're at in your story, if you're someone that trains every day or you're someone that's wanting to get into it, exercise is something that can help you to form positive change and positive habits in your life no matter where you're at. Listen in because this is my story of how exercise changed my life. So a lot of you probably know that I used to be a fitness coach or a health coach, um, so a PT in other words. Now, I wasn't always this fit person, um, but anyone that's seen my Instagram previously would know that you know I do take good care of myself. Um, I put a lot of effort, a lot of time, and a lot of money sup-wise into my body. Um, so it wasn't always like that though. So as a child, I never really did much sport. Um, I played a little bit of football, um, soccer and rugby actually. But I wasn't really a sporty person. My parents, uh, they got me into playing tennis when I was quite young. But once again, with these things, I did gymnastics as well. Um, did a lot of other stuff like that. Um, but I don't know for a lot of you guys whether you experienced this as well. But when I was forced to do something by my parents, it made me not want to do it. So the minute that I didn't have to, I wouldn't. And I regret that dearly to this day because I was playing tennis pretty well. I could play piano pretty well. Uh, I was performing at quite a high level at gym, uh, gymnastics uh, when I was younger. But all these things, I sort of just threw them away because once again, it was that defy or comply type of mentality. So I didn't really pick up a weight or do any kind of exercise outdoor, anything like that from probably age, I'd say 14 or maybe even 13, maybe even younger till about uh, 21 years old. Uh, so there's about eight or nine years there where I hadn't done any form of physical activity. Um, I was drinking, I was partying, I was in and out of jail. Um, and it wasn't until I went to jail for probably the third time that I actually started lifting and I guess doing any kind of exercise. So for anyone that's been to jail, you'd understand this, but for anyone that hasn't, um, you're literally stuck in a cage around people who were either junkies, thieves, uh, made a couple of little mistakes. There's a few of those guys in there. But generally, it's mostly just the junkies and people that are, I guess, well, exactly like I was, no hopers at the time. That doesn't mean that obviously these people stay that way. A lot of people make changes and it's so, so good to see that um, – the human mind is capable of helping to rehabilitate because I can tell you right now, there is no rehabilitation in jail. But the only thing that got me through my sentences after about the third time was training. So in Queensland jails, um, I know New South Wales and other jails are a little bit different, but in Queensland jails, due to an incident that happened about 20 or something years ago, probably even longer now, um, we don't have weights. We don't have any weights at all. Uh, We get gym once a week. But that's just to kick a ball around, maybe ride on the, the exercise bikes and there might be a rowing machine. But in Queensland jails, there are no weights whatsoever. So we had to make do with what we had. Um, so this would mean 
you know, squatting with people on our shoulders. We'd use chairs to do like lat raises and front delt raises and shoulder presses and we'd lie underneath tables and flip them upside down in the yard and use those to have people standing on it to do bench presses. So we had to be really resourceful. Obviously, you've got like your calisthenic stuff, so your pull-ups, your dips, things like that. If you could do a muscle-up, you're a strong motherfucker. Um, so that was always the goal was to try and get the muscle-ups. But they had the bar so close to the wall that every time you'd try and swing to get that up and push up from the muscle up, um, we'd hit the wall. So it was so hard to get that happening. But anyways, this is pretty much where my journey with fitness started. Um, I never ran. I never did anything like cardio-wise. I just lifted stuff. Um, Our food in there was fucking rubbish, yeah? Uh, You're eating three meals a day, but breakfast is like cereal, wheat bix and toast, uh, so no protein there whatsoever. So nothing that's going to help you build muscle and nothing that's going to help you obviously re- recover. Um, then we'd have uh, for lunch like square ham, Devon, um, the meats that sort of I guess come out of packages. Uh, you'd get chicken every once in a blue moon um, and you would have like salad packs and that was your lunch. Um and these lunches were tiny. I'm talking absolutely fucking tiny. It was like a little paper container like this. So if you didn't get a buy-up, which is when you'd actually be able to buy food and buy other things um, from the buy-up menu, uh, you'd be starving, yeah, especially if you're someone that was training. You'd be looking for any way to get that extra nutrients and extra protein. Uh, then for dinner, same sort of thing. We'd have like, you know, one night would be sausages with a bit of mashed potato and whatever, and then another night might be a steak, which is like this thin, this big and just absolutely bone dry like you're literally chewing the thing ripping it apart like an animal to try and eat it you can't cut up with a knife and fork um you might get some sort of chicken um something like that but really the food was bare minimum so i was very lucky and i give my parents so much credit for supporting me no matter what thank you guys i really really wouldn't be where i am today and wouldn't have probably got through jail as well as i did uh, if it wasn't for you guys having my back and you always did and even though all the shit things that happened between us over the years, um, I respect you guys. I know you're just doing the best of what you had available to you at the time. So thank you. I love you so much, so, so much. Um, anyways, so a little bit of a sob story moment there. Not sob story, a little bit of a, a, um, a vulnerability moment. Like this is the thing my family always had my back while I was in jail. But anyways, back to the moral story. So we didn't have the protein. We didn't have the things we needed. Um, so I was lucky that we were able to get some sort of buy-up and I'd always buy migorang noodles. Great for you. So good for your gut health. <laughs> um, I'd get tuna um, because that was the only protein source we could buy. And we'd have sustagen, literally. So like sustagen, milk chocolate sustagen that we'd make milkshakes up with with um, our milk that we get. We get two cartons of milk. Or, sorry, a bottle of milk for every two days. Um, we would use that to make protein shakes. We'd crack eggs in there if we had eggs available. Um, we'd do whatever we could to sort of get by. But like I said, we were very limited what we had to do. So a lot of the time, we are pushing ourselves as hard as we could. We were lunging up and down the yard. We were doing multiple squats. It was just more so volume because after the first few weeks, it stops hurting as much. So we need to challenge ourselves more and more and more. So we're doing supersets of everything. We're doing lots of calisthenic stuff. And this is great. It gave me an introduction into training. And this is something that then started to make me feel good. It was like, okay, I can make myself feel good without drugs, without alcohol, without all these things. Exercise can start to be that thing for me. It became my new addiction because I had nothing else that I could do all day but train. So I'd train for a couple of hours. I'd read books. I'd play chess. I'd play cards. I'd use that as my downtime. 
And you know what? When I started to do this and then came out of jail, I was actually coming out healthier than when I went in, so much healthier and probably the healthiest I'd been in my life because I was away from all the external stuff that would obviously, you know, like alcohol, drugs, all those sorts of things that would cause the toxicity in the body. And I was eating three meals a day, which would only be something I'd do, you know, when I was coming down. I might eat one meal, go to sleep for fucking probably 12 hours, 18 hours, and then wake up and start smoking again. Um, so I was starting to build all these habits. And that was one of the best things Jail ever did for me was teach me discipline. It taught me discipline around getting up every day with a routine. I'd get up every day, I'd train straight away, I'd come in and I'd eat my breakfast. I'd jump on the phones, I'd call someone, I'd have that connection. But this is where the whole training and the whole exercise and the love for it came from. Um, so I started off with no knowledge whatsoever. Push-ups, dips, chin-ups. And I'd train with people that obviously been in and out of jail a long time, so we'd be resourceful. We'd get mop buckets and we'd use those for water weight, right? With our lat raises, front delt raises, whatever we had to do, right? Then uh, from there, I learned a lot about obviously bodyweight training and I went from being someone that was a follower to a leader in the pack, okay? So I started running the training sessions. I had people, three to four of them that would start training with me. So this is where I started to get that love for exercise because once again, it gave me that validation, right? It gave me that feeling of I belong and hey, I'm actually helping other people. I think that's what it really came down to is that I was helping to make a difference in other people's lives, even on such a small level, but it all started in jail. Now, I go out of jail and obviously for me in jail, that was my distraction. That was the thing that was like an escape for me, okay? I wasn't having to deal with the fact that I was in four walls surrounded by junkies and pieces of shit. And this is the thing, not everyone in there is a piece of shit and everyone can change, but most of the people in there are literally just the most demotivating people you ever meet. The only conversation you'd be having is how they had this car and that car and this car and that car and they stole this and they stole that and they were pumping this in and they were fucking this chick and they were doing this and they were fucking their mate's missus behind his back while he was in jail. And just literally, this was a level of conversation that I was having every day. So it was not fucking stimulating whatsoever. So I had to find that stimulation somewhere else. Like I said, either reading books or training. So training literally got me through my jail. That was something that really helped me so much. And then I got out and exercise then became my lifestyle. I stopped using drugs. Um, I started meeting new people that were doing the same sorts of things. But I stopped using one drug then started using another because a lot of these people were doing the same thing. They were partying every weekend and they were you know, then going to the gym during the week. But I started to notice that this wasn't going to serve me either. I um, got out for the last time and then I was like, fuck it, enough's enough. I don't want to keep going back to jail. And I'd heard about someone that was doing their PT course. So I thought, you know what? I can do that. Um, I'm already leading people in here. This is going to be great because I'm going to learn so much about it. And they sold me the whole PT package. You'll come out. You'll have a job. It's easy. You'll make quick money. You live a mad lifestyle, um, which is the same dream that I'm sure a lot of PTs get sold. And I bought it. I bought right into it. So I started PTing and had no idea why all the clients I started with started to drop off. And this is because what I was doing and what I was saying were not aligned. Every weekend, I was still partying. I was still doing all this stuff. Uh, every weekend, I'd still be you know, probably on the ice as well when I first started out. Um, so even though I had all these healthy habits during the week, I would fuck it all up on the weekend. So, hey, hello. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I just wanted to quickly tell you all about the personal development tool of 2023, which just dropped, and it's called the Happier Healthier You Journal. Now, I designed the Happier Healthier You Journal to be the first of its kind. 
I think back to six years ago when I first started my journey of personal development and there was nothing out there to help me track my progress. So this tool is exactly that. What it will do is challenge you from the very start to figure out exactly where you're at and then set goals around where you'd like to be. The journal then becomes the tool to help you to bridge that gap. So to find out more about it or to get your hands on a copy, go over to my Instagram and jump to the first link that's there and that's at interchange underscore coaching. Follow it through to the Shopify link and then if you want to get a cheeky 10% off, use the code interchange10 at checkout. Cheers guys, now back to your podcast. Then exercise became an everyday thing for me. It was like, okay, I need to do this every day because it makes me feel good. Um, it's something that I then started to do, not just for my physical appearance, because this is the thing. Why do we train? Why do most people train? It's to look good aesthetically for other people, okay? Yes, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, fuck yeah, I look good. But I find with a lot of people that I work with, and even with myself at times, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I am not enough still. I need to keep working. But you start to get compliments from other people and that makes you feel good, which keeps driving you to go to the gym. And that's where it comes from. It's looking for that external validation once again. So once I sort of started to realize that this is only serving me for so long because when I was partying and, you know, rocking up to the gym on Monday, I wouldn't be putting the effort in because I wasn't feeling it. When I wasn't getting those attaboys from people around me saying, you put on size, you're doing this, you're doing that, I would, I guess, lose momentum. So it went from doing everything naturally to then starting to use steroids because once again, quick validation. How can I get those people to start to notice me again and how can I do it quickly without doing all the work? And steroids was the answer. So I started pumping anabolics. I was using testosterone. I used complexes, um, complexes, compounds, sorry, like testosterone. So testosterone and anthate, sustagen, or sustagen, sustenin, uh, 250 and boldenone. So I was putting on some good size. I was getting pretty big, but I was real watery and getting real slow. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt again, but don't forget to like, subscribe, and review this podcast if you're enjoying it. I really appreciate the support, and I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Cheers. And then I noticed that it was also affecting the relationships I had with people around me. I was getting real snappy. Um, I was going to the gym, and I'd just be so focused at people around me. I didn't give a fuck if they were using the machine. I'd waltz in and just jump on it, tell them I had one, you know, um, like pretty much push people out of the way to a degree. And I didn't realize I was doing it, but this persona that I had because I was just in the gym going so fucking hard and obviously because of the testosterone pumping through my body was very intimidating to other people around me. So that only lasted for about a year where I was using steroids on and off. Um, and then it actually ended up with me um, getting really depressed, producing too much estrogen because I wasn't cycling properly and then my testosterone levels had dropped. And that's something I'm still struggling with to this day. Um, that's something that long-term has affected me. It's affected my relationships. It's affected my moods. It's affected my my motivation to do things, my discipline. So this is something that I want to put out to everyone out there. If you are using steroids or if you're thinking about using steroids, fucking don't. Um, yes, it makes you feel good now. Um, but And this is the thing. There is a place, I think, for TRT and things like that, testosterone replacement therapy. But if you're young and you're trying to make gains – Think about the reasons why you want to use steroids. Is it actually for yourself or is it to get noticed by everyone else? Is it to do these things? Is it to look for that external validation because you feel like you're not enough? That's another topic for another day and that's obviously another uh, wormhole we could jump down. And uh, that's a really, really deep conversation because this is what I was using steroids for was for that external validation again. So then from there, I stopped using steroids. I 
continued on the path of being a PT, but moved away from the PT path into more so coaching. So it wasn't just about fitness anymore. It was about the habits, the mindset, the, hab- uh, uh, the habits, the mindset, training, nutrition, recovery, and the mindset. Have I said that? Yeah. Well, anyways, there's six elements that I feel it takes to create lasting change. And then my business evolved from just being a PT to being a coach. So I was still training um, and I started to mix it up because the gym became boring. Um, I was getting bored of that, so I wasn't doing what I needed to do. I wasn't going to the gym. So I started running, started doing boxing, started doing a heap of other stuff. But then I realized that exercise for me was no longer just about looking good and I guess escaping the prison that I was in. For me, it was literally my therapy. It was the one thing that I knew that I could always have no matter where I was in the world that would make me feel good. So when I'm having a shitty day now, you know, I'll get stuck up in my head and then sometimes I'll be like, fuck it, I'm going to go for a 5K run. I'll go for a 5K run and all of a sudden I feel good because there's a big part of me that didn't want to do that run. But by getting up and going for that run, it proved to me that I am capable of doing that shit and that can then be carried over into every aspect of my life. So the exercise side of things started as an escape but now it's actually become so much more for me because, and this is the thing I think is very relevant to anyone that exercises because when you exercise, it just starts off as training, right? You go into the gym, you're doing what you need to do, you're showing up. And a lot of the time it's because you feel like you have to because if you don't, you're going to be uh, unhealthy, you're going to get fat, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But exercise for me actually became so much more than that. It actually became something that I used as a keystone, beha- uh, keystone behavior. Because if you can get up and go to the gym, right, you get up before the rest of the world at 4 a.m., you're in the gym by 4.30 a.m., all right, boom, that's a habit that you're starting to build. When you're training in the gym, okay, or when you're running or when you're doing this or you're doing that, the last thing you want to do when you get back from there is eat shitty food. You want to nourish your body. So you're eating high protein. You're eating good quality carbs. You're eating good quality fats most of the time. You're actually going to start eating better. When you start to eat better, you're going to start to feel better in here, which is then going to in turn create that momentum to keep doing what you're doing. When you feel better in here, you feel better in here. When you feel better in here, everything around you feels better, okay? You get a new um, lease on life. Like I find so many people that I've worked with that come to me when it comes to exercise. Okay, cool. Let's take the exercise out for a second before you even start with me. Let's increase your protein. Let's make sure you're drinking X amount of water. Let's make sure that you're putting your phone down 60 minutes before bed and reducing blue light so you get good quality sleep. So once again, increasing the sleep recovery, right? Um, And then practice gratitude every morning. Do these four things every day for seven days. Do them religiously, okay? And when you start to do that, I can almost guarantee that you're going to feel 10 times better than what you feel feel right now when you've walked in. And 99% of the time, if they do those things, I can almost say 100% of the times, if they weren't previously doing those things and they start to do those things, they're going to feel better. And then you introduce exercise into the equation as well. And that just boosts things even more so because not only does exercise boost dopamine and feel good good, uh, chemicals in the body, but when you start to look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you act good. When you act good, everything else in your life is good. So once again, I think that training is that keystone behavior. Exercise is that keystone behavior because for me, it started off as something that was an escape and now it's become a way of life. It's become something that is non-negotiable to me. So I've actually just started back at the gym after about four weeks off, but that doesn't mean I wasn't exercising. I was still running and I was still boxing almost every day. So whether you're doing gym, whether you're doing cardio, whether you're doing hit, whether you're doing uh, 
CrossFit, whether you're doing uh, a martial art or any of these things, or even just starting off with walking, right? If you're in a place right now where you're like, fuck, I feel like shit, I need an escape, find that one thing and do that one thing repetitively each day. And I can guarantee that when you start to build the habit around that, you're going to want to do more because of how good it fucking feels. So start with walking, get out of the house, yeah? Um, chuck your shoes on and take the dog for a walk. Go for a walk. Put a podcast in. For me, as of late, I've actually been trying to walk without any distractions. So I'll take Nala, my puppy. Uh, she's not even a puppy anymore. She's like three years old. But I still call her my puppy. Uh, my American Staffy for a walk. She's all over the shop, man. She's so happy to be out and about. But I've actually been doing it without headphones and trying not to get on my phone because you're so much more present. And you find that your thoughts are so much clearer. So if you need to clear your head or if you've got things you're working on or if you need to find clarity around something, Perfect way to find that. Perfect, perfect way is to get out in nature and just absorb everything around you and start to be grateful for those things. Uh, if you're already doing that and you're finding that that's stopping to work and you want to lose a little bit of weight, then you might have to start going to the gym. All you have to do is show up every day, put that work in. Because the thing is, a lot of people, they tell themselves, I'm only here because I have to be, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. The longer that you tell yourself that, the more you're going to hate it. When you can actually appreciate exercise for what it is, and what it actually does on a physiological level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, it becomes so much more than just going to the gym and lifting fucking weights. And this is a thing for most people is they just think that you're a gym junkie, you go to the gym, you eat protein, chicken, broccoli, and rice, blah, 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 all that bullshit. But for anyone that understands, it's all about what you're doing here because what you're doing here affects up here. So that is how exercise has changed my life. That is how exercise has literally become a way of life for me. And this is how it can also become a way of life for you and change your life no matter where you're at. So all you have to do is start with that one small thing and change it every day. So if it means getting up and going to the gym, if it means getting up and going for a run, if it means getting up and going for a walk, do the shit. Do the stuff that you need to do to make the changes you need to make because if not, you're going to completely, you're going to continually stay stuck where you're at and you're going to keep playing that victim mindset. Why me? Why me? Poor me. Why am I still here? The reason you're still there is because you haven't done the shit that you have to do. So get out of your house. Do the fucking work. It's really, really that simple. Okay? Once again, I use the word simple because it's not easy because to get started is the hardest thing you'll do. Once you build momentum, it'll become easier. But it is simple because all you have to do is put one foot in front of the other. Overcome that mind, that little bitch voice in the back of your head that's saying, no, nah, stay here, you're doing really well. And let's just say a week in, you're doing really well and you get to the weekend and the, the little bitch voice is like, hey, man, you're doing so well. Let's pull back and uh, you know, have a couple of drinks this weekend. Just think about how that's actually going to play out for you across the rest of the week. So you drink all weekend, then come Monday, you don't go to the gym. You've already lost your momentum. And you know how easy it is to lose momentum? It's so easy. One day becomes two days, two days becomes four days, four days becomes a week and a week becomes a month before you fucking know it. So do the opposite. Build momentum in the right direction rather than in the wrong direction because momentum, it's easy to get, it's easy to keep, but it's hard to start again once you've dropped it, okay? It is hard to start again because those old habits will want to come creeping back in. But the more that you say no to that little bitch voice and the more that you say no to those little habits, the easier it's going to get to start working towards what you want to work towards. So that is my experience of exercise. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys would have a similar experience. For anyone that's out there that is feeling like they're lost, they're feeling like they have no direction, they're feeling like they want to become a better version of themselves or um, they want to start working on their health, dude, reach out. I'm here. I can talk to you. 
whether you're someone that's done it in the past and doesn't know how to get back on the bandwagon or someone that's never done it before, there's always a conversation we can have and all we need to do is push the right buttons and find the right uh, pressure point to help you to move towards that goal. So I hope you've enjoyed that one. Um, obviously, for a lot of people, like I said, exercise is just going to the gym. But for me, it's a way of life and it's something that's completely changed my life and it's something that I'll continue to do for the rest of my life now. Peace out.